Hi, I'm Steve. And I'm Pablo. And this is the Train Professionals Podcast. back from a long sabbatical pablo how have you been i've been amazing um keeping up with football as always uh must much need a break but i'm ready i'm so ready to be back there's so much we've missed i know just, I, I i i've just been always thinking about like how we've let our fans down like like yeah. I, I need to I, I've been watching these games and I'm like I got so much to say and like I just need it I need some sort of platform to say it and I have the podcast obviously yeah. but I just haven't been keeping up with it that's my bad a lot of things have happened but I think I'm gonna have a lot more time now I know it sucks because it's about to be the Super Bowl and this is obviously a football focused podcast but I've been getting into hockey been watching a lot of the Buffalo Sabres uh, and then baseball season is coming up. So there's not going to be stuff that we run about, run out to talk about. I mean, uh, Pablo is a big basketball guy, so he's kind of our basketball expert, big Celtics fan. And yeah. uh, Tom is a big hockey guy. He knows way more than I do. I mean, I really kind of just start following it now. But he knows a lot of the major players. And uh, I've been tr- just trying to learn. And then I-, I know the most about baseball, I'd say, because – no one is interested in baseball besides me because I'm a nerd. But <laughs> Pablo is in the fantasy baseball league with me, and he enjoys yep. fantasy sports in general. But, yeah, I mean, that, that's just kind of an outline of what we're going to do uh, a few weeks out from when the Super Bowl is over. But we got to talk about these games. Oh, my gosh. You got to yeah, talk about my Buffalo Bills. Uh, AFC and NFC Championship Preview. I'm excited. Yeah, I've I'm, been. I, I can't even wait. Like all week, I've just been, you know, anxious just to get to it. But what are you gonna say? Yeah, I mean, these are super good games, and I'm so happy we get to talk about them. I'm just happy to talk to you and Tom. Hopefully, it's just it's so great to talk about sports. I know it. it it's so fun for us. Like we do enjoy making the podcast. Like it, it's some work for me to like edit it and put it up, but barely anything so i yeah i'm excited to be back but which one do you want to start with nfc or afc probably nfc right yeah probably nfc it's going it's the first game of the week so we should i think it's appropriate to start with that yeah also you have much more of a rooting interest in this game i think right oh yeah for sure for sure this is definitely the game that i'm gonna be most interested about this weekend and I think that's good because you're definitely more interested in the AFC side of things. Yeah, so for sure. I mean, yeah, I, I, I mean, this is about the closest that the Patriots got to, you know, being in the in a championship, you know, this year, right? Yeah. I mean, like, so I guess you gotta. I, I guess you're rooting for the Bucks to go all the way and win it, right? Yeah. Yeah, I mean, I just think it's it's really cool what Brady's done with the Buccaneers. And at first, I was a little bit skeptical. He was really inconsistent, like in the middle of the season. But yeah, like that final stretch, they played so well, and it's so good to see. Because 
it's good, so good to see the Bucks playing the way they should be. Because when the season started, I wanted to see, you know, Tom Brady throwing the ball, like throwing multiple touchdowns a game. You know, you have Antonio Brown back, Mike Evans, and Gronk. And finally seeing that all come together is just amazing. Yeah, I think I'm when, when I was with Tom, like I called him trash or something like that, like the entire Bucks team trash and like Tom Brady was washed or whatever. And like, you know, <laughs> you you definitely keep me at a more level mind when I'm talking to you. But uh, yeah, I, I mean, I did say those things, but watching him play now, like, like, yeah, maybe last week against the Saints, he was a little bit, he looked a little bit weak, but uh for the whole entire like second half of the year, he was playing lights out. Like he, he was lighting things up and he, he has been amazing. He played amazing in the Washington football team game. And uh, I think last week, it's good that he got that week out of the way where he kind of just didn't play that well. I mean, unfortunately for the Patriots last year that like, I think if that he got past that wild card round, I, how much did they lose by like one score? Yeah. Or, it was one score game. Yeah. I mean, I I think if you had somehow gotten past that, I think he would have brushed that right off his shoulder and he would have just turned into playoff Brady. But uh, unfortunately, it didn't end that way. But I think he's back now. And uh, I I mean, what do we just what do we think about the game? Buccaneers versus Packers. Like, what are the matchups? Who who are we watching? What are we thinking? Well, the last time they played week five, it was a little bit of a blowout. But the Bucks did score a lot of points in that game. And the Packers have really heated up lately. Aaron Rodgers is most likely going to be the MVP. And Devontae Adams is going off. Like, it's incredible to see what he does on the field. He's a monster. Yeah. And so, in, yeah, the Bucks defense is, like, the big surprise for me in this game. Because last week, they completely stopped Alvin Kamara. They held Michael Thomas to zero catches. Drew Brees played a terrible game. Like I'm, I'm kind of sad that it was his last game and he had to go out like that. But the matchup between the Bucks defense and the Packers offense is going to be one for the ages, I think, in my opinion. Yeah, definitely going to be interesting. Uh, I would say, I mean, I, I think that the Buccaneers are the more complete team. Like I think Packers Packers are better on offense than the Buccaneers, but I definitely think that the Buccaneers um, offense is better than the Packers defense and the Buccaneers defense is really good. So if someone were to have a chance at shutting down the MVP, then I think it would be the Buccaneers defense. Oh yeah. And also uh, I think both of these teams have a top four offense in the NFL. Um, and then the Bucks defense is, I think, in the top ten. So it's, I, I predict it's going to be high scoring. I, I don't see the Packers defense really shutting down the Buccaneers, especially no. playoff Tom Brady. He's a whole different monster. And then yeah, I mean, there's certain things you can scheme for, but even if Tom Brady is 43 years old, I, I think he has that innate drive in him to just want to do better than. I, I I think he was saying it last week. Like he, he said, there's nothing you can really throw at me that I haven't seen before, you know? So oh, yeah. it's just impressive to watch, but yeah. yeah. And I think Jair Alexander has the potential to, to lock down Mike Evans. Um, but 
Tom Brady just has so many guys to go to. Leonard Fournette out of the backfield is really good. Uh, Chris Godwin, if he makes you know those good catches and doesn't drop it as much, he should have a good game as well. Um, and then Cameron Brait's really going off as well. Uh, that's what I like to. Well, I don't really like to see that because I want to see Gronk getting a lot of targets. But you know, Tom Brady is just known for kind of finding the no-name guy, just making him shine in the big moments. Yeah, I know what you mean. Um, he's, he certainly does that a lot. Uh, and I think that I, I think that that prevailed with the Patriots for a while. I think there was a lot of no-name receivers, and just Brady made them better. And that's yeah. why uh, it was so interesting. But uh, So let's just talk about a few betting uh, sort of lines that are going on right now. So right now, uh, Packers are favored at minus three. Uh, the over-under is 51 points, and the money line is Green Bay minus 170, Tampa 150. And then, let's see, Packers are 5-1 and one against the spread in their last six home playoff games, and Bucks are 4-1 and one against the spread in their last five playoff contests as underdogs. Um, so that, that's, that's pretty yeah. impressive to see. Um, hmm. So, uh, I, I mean, I think I'm going to definitely take uh, the underdog Buccaneers in this. I mean, you just don't want to bet against Tom Brady in January. He's just a different animal. Yeah. Play, playoff Tom Brady is just completely different. Uh, so even if they do lose, I, I don't – I I can imagine it being off of a last-minute field goal to, to Green Bay or it being even like a one-point game. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. Yeah, um, dude. but this game is going to be ridiculous because we have Aaron Rodgers and Tom Brady, two of the smartest quarterbacks in the league right now. Patrick Mahomes is up there. And, I mean, last week the whole talk was like, you know, Brady Breeze, the final showdown. But we're finally seeing an Aaron Rodgers versus Tom Brady in the playoffs. If you don't tune in to watch this game, you got to, you know, turn your life around or something because this is going to be must-see football for three hours. I know. I, I mean, last year's championship, I'm, I'm not going to lie. Like, last year was kind of boring. The whole entire playoffs and, like, yeah. I mean, the, the most interesting thing was probably the Titans upsetting the Ravens. And that wasn't even interesting because it ended up being a blowout anyways. And, like, I it was just the Chiefs steamrolling everybody and then, like – the 49ers no one cares about them really they, they were such a boring team last year and like everyone knew that the Chiefs were gonna win I I, I personally did not have my interest peaked maybe that's just because uh, my team is doing extremely well this year but like everyone I mean this year I think like I, I mean I don't know who I guess well, what was I going to say? So you have the one versus the two seed in the AFC, right? So that's kind of chalked up how it's supposed to be. Yeah. And, like, you got uh, Packers versus Buccaneers. So, like, there's no one that, like, really shouldn't be there. Like, like I know Buccaneers were a five seed, but, like, they could have very well been there since the beginning. And, like, I, I think personally the NFC is weak. So Tom Brady sliced through them like a butter knife. But, yeah, or, yeah like a knife through butter. But, yeah. Um all right, let's get our game picks official. Pablo, who are you taking in this game? Well, I'm taking the Buccaneers. I, it's going to be a one-possession game. It's going to be close. Give me a 38-31. to 31. 
38 to 31. I I like that score, and that would be the over, and uh, that would make it so that the Buccaneers definitely uh, beat the spread. (laughs) So I'd say if you're with Pablo, bet that. Uh, I think it's going to be even closer than that. I think it's going to be like 33-32, so I'm also taking the over. And I think that uh, Buccaneers are going to take it. Um, I mean, I think a lot of people are high on the Bucs right now. But, I, I, I mean, the Packers, they, they just, yeah, they have, like, I, I they're going to score, right? They're obviously going to score. But Tom Brady's game is he's going to matriculate down the field. Uh, I know people talk about, like, you know, it doesn't matter as long as you score, but time of possession really does matter because the longer you have the football, the less it's out of the other team's hands, specifically yeah. Aaron Rodgers. Uh, so Tom Brady's going to do his thing where he just kind of slowly goes down the field, controls the clock, keeps the ball in his hands. And honestly, I think we could see Tom Brady driving down the field to win the entire thing, like on a game winning drive. Cause that's just what he does, you know? Yeah. No, I think whoever, whichever quarterback has the ball in their hands last, you should be scared because, Aaron Rodgers has some of the craziest game-winning drives of all time. And then you have Clutch Tom. He seems to never give up in any situation. So it's going to be so fun. Like those last two minutes of the game are going to be intense, I think. going to be wild, I think, for sure. Um, Yeah. So you got anything else to say about the game? Yeah, I mean, if Tampa wins, that's going to be sick seeing the Buccaneers play at home in the Super Bowl. Like that's just that's true in my I mind. Didn't yeah, think about that. I, I I remember it was a big thing like when uh, Minneapolis or Minneapolis Minnesota got their new stadium built, the Vikings. Everyone was like, "There's a chance that they can." For the first time in history, a team can play at their home stadium in the Super Bowl. No one said that for the Buccaneers. I feel. I I, I mean, have you heard that? Or I mean, no, not really. Just because they've kind of been underdogs for some of the playoffs like you know i think most people talk about the packers and then some people are talking about the saints previously i don't know why people thought the saints would win i I was going bucks all the way yeah i i mean i didn't know who i actually i didn't have any sort of i didn't have any sort of prediction in that game like i i was just watching it just appreciating like drew Brees and tom brady you know what i mean it was just like yeah yeah you know I just feel I, – I think everyone feels bad for Drew Brees. Like, it's like he went out like that. But you know what? It, at least it wasn't to, like, you know, Jared Goff and the Rams. So I think that's just something he can hang his hat on. But he had his Super Bowl, and I'm happy for him. Uh, yeah. Uh, yeah. So let's just move on to this next game here. Oh, yeah, just a couple teams no one cares about, right? <laughs> yeah, it's going to be so boring. Uh, yeah. Uh, Bills Chiefs. Um, I think this has kind of been the anticipated matchup of the entire playoffs. Like, like everyone kind of thought that these two were going to face off eventually when that was going to be last round or this round. I mean, it didn't matter, but I, I, I think this is like – this is where – some Bills fans think it's going to be the end of the road. 
some Chiefs fans are quivering in their boots. It's just the entire NFL is just salivating at the thought of Josh Allen versus Patrick Mahomes, two of the highest scoring offenses in the NFL. Uh, myself in particular, I am literally struggling to sleep at night just thinking about this game. <laughs> I mean, this is insane. Like, I, I've been. This is the most important Bills game I've ever seen in my lifetime, uh, and that shows that I'm under 25 years old. I, I mean, <laughs> if I was zero watching the game, I, I, I don't yeah. I wouldn't have remembered it. So, I mean, I still would have watched it. But let's say under under 32. Yeah, I'm somewhere under the age of 32. And uh, for those of you who know me personally, you know my exact age. But. Uh, all right, so here's the spread. Uh, Kansas City is favored at minus three. Uh, the over-under is 54. That's not very generous. 27 points each? I mean... You never know. I, 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 yeah, I mean, that is kind of high scoring, I guess. But, like, I mean, come on. Like, these defenses aren't great. Uh, anyways. That's true. Um, let's see. Wide receiver Stefan Diggs has at least six receptions in a record-tying 15 straight games and the chiefs are oh eight and one against the spread in their last nine games yeah um, i mean look at last game i thought it would be high scoring and it was only 17 to 22 i thought the chiefs would definitely be scoring and i thought the the browns would follow suit but you never know it, it could be a lot low scoring than you think it also depends on patrick mahomes's health you know. uh I think we should just operate on the assumption right now that Patrick Mahomes is going to play. Yeah. Because I, I think he was a full participant in practice yesterday, right? Mm -hmm. And uh, it wasn't even a concussion, actually. Uh, you and I heard about this today. It was some sort yeah. of nerve pinching or Nerve something damage like or something. Yeah, some weird stuff. I don't know, but... Doesn't sound too sweet. Um, anything is possible is uh, not going to happen. Uh, yeah. I... I and, uh, I mean, there's been dis some discussion among Bills fans, uh, us weirdos, because I'm, I'm the only one that pays attention to that. Uh, would you want to beat the Chiefs without Patrick Mahomes and go to the Super Bowl? Like, would it feel cheapened? Like, uh, and then I heard an interesting answer today. Like, I want to win, period. Uh, I'd prefer that Mahomes played, but I'm not going to be necessarily upset if the Bills win over Chad Henney and go to the Super Bowl, like winning is great no matter what. It doesn't even matter, you know? And it's like, yeah, but then again, you didn't beat Mahomes. Like, you know, like, yeah, like Tom Brady left, left the division before we could finally win the thing. And we're always going to have that. We're always going to have Tom Brady always had our number for 20 years and we never, we never beat him. But yeah, what are you going to do? Uh, that's just the way it is. I mean, so I, I'm going to talk about that in a second, but um, I mean, you could talk about any variety of things. Uh, Tyreek Hill versus Stefan Diggs, two of the best receivers in the NFL. Uh, and then these defenses, I feel like are kind of like the same narrative for both defenses. Oh, yeah. Like, yeah, no. But, yeah, that's what I wanted to say is that everybody's talking about the offense, but these defenses in the playoffs at least have been playing so good. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And I, I, I've been hearing it like it's who, whatever defense steps up in this game, wins it for them. I, I don't believe that because 
I think one of these quarterbacks is going to play out of their mind and one of them isn't. And it just kind of depends on whose night it is. I, I, I think, you know, it's like, uh, does Patrick Mahomes really want to humble the bills or I, I if, if you had to ask me who's hungrier, I think it's Josh Allen. 100%. Uh, that probably is biased, but I mean, Patrick Mahomes already won his chip. You know, he's doing his state farm commercials or whatever. It, it just, it just feels as though like he's not as hungry as Josh Allen is like, I don't know. It just, it, it just feels different, you know? Yeah. I mean, it's very similar to last year. I was like, the chiefs are playing the Titans last year and I don't think the chiefs took them as serious as they should have. And they were down, I think, by like two scores and the Chiefs came back. But the difference between the Bills and the Titans for me is I don't think Sean McDermott and Josh Allen, Stephon Diggs and that defense are just going to give up in the fourth quarter of the second half, especially when their team hasn't gone this far in like 20 years. Like it's all the history behind it, you know. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. I think Sean McDermott knows that. I think all the players know that. And I mean, like everyone knows Bill's Mafia and like how much we love our team. And like, I, I think we, they, I mean, we have a very personal relationship with our team because like, thing is like you know in new york city you know new york they have things and like they got all their sports teams you know it's a busy city la you know who cares about the rams or the chargers like all we have in buffalo are the sabers and the bills you know <laughs> so yeah. it's like it's like that, that's what that's what our lives are centered around every single sunday every single sabers game whenever they are we are glued to the tv just watching, hoping, and, like, we just want some sort of pride as a city, you know? Like, what are we known for? Like, Buffalo Wings and being the second biggest city in New York State. <laughs> I mean, how big of a deal is that? Like, you know, maybe Niagara Falls, but, yeah, it's just, like, it, we're, we're so hungry for something, and uh, I, I think all the players know that. Um, but, yeah. Uh, I, I feel like Kansas City is almost kind of the same way, except they now have their championship. And yeah, I, it's just interesting. It's just going to be an awesome game. I'm I'm rambling on, but uh, X's and O's, um, Tyron Matthew, uh, and Chris Jones on yeah. the Chiefs defense game wreckers. Uh, I think that they they're going to have some plays, but you want to make sure that the Honey Badger doesn't get like a pick. Or something like that. You you want to limit the mistakes against the Chiefs, obviously, because, uh, you know, one minute you could be slicing through whoever else they have on the defense. And you could get too comfortable in the pocket. Chris Jones could get a strip stack. Or you could just, you know, think you can force a throw just right. Josh Allen, I mean, he's got that uh, competitive drive to him. He could he might be able to think he could put it in a window and not realize that Tyron Matthew is there and, you know, get picked off. And it... I think just realizing who the personnel on the other side are for the bills. And then uh, not the same thing for Patrick Mahomes, because I mean, we have pieces on our defense. Like, you know, we got Tredavious white first team, all pro last year, Tremaine Edmonds stud, Matt Milano stud, you know, but we are definitely a team defense. So I think just beating us schematically, is kind of what the Chiefs have to do. They just kind of 
have to be absolute game breakers. They can't they can't play into our defensive plan, you know? Because back in week six, we we kind of dared them to run the football with uh, Clyde Edwards-Alaire. We got gashed for like 250 yards, and, and, and it was just it was it was a bad game for us. But we're a different football team since then. I mean, we shut down the Ravens' run attack, uh, only allowing three points to Lamar Jackson and uh, that electric sort of run dynamic offense. So I mean. I think that Patrick Mahomes can do it. I think he needs to turn it up to another level if he wants to win this game. Yeah, I know. For the, for the Chiefs, I think it really relies on their defense. Because, look, Josh Allen is a smart guy. And this year he took a big step than he did in last year's playoffs. You know, last year he was, you know, a little bit unintelligent and, you know, was kind of scrambling around. But this year he's played – he's just a whole new quarterback. I think if Chris Jones is able to cause some pressure, that's going to get into Josh Allen's head, make him have some poor decisions, and Tyron Matthews is going to be in the backfield, you know, wherever. Like, he, he's, he's like a bee. You never know where he is. And then out of nowhere, boom, you get stung, you know. Yeah. So the Bills need to contain Chris Jones. I think it starts there. If you give Josh Allen time, he'll win you the game. I think I think it really comes down to that phase of the game. It's the Bills offense versus the Chiefs defense because the Chiefs, Chiefs are going to score. Yeah, they're going to score, but they don't have the same run game because Clyde Edwards-Lair is out. You know, Le'Veon Bell just is isn't an, isn't easy relevant, and yeah. uh, I think they have somebody else out too. Um. No. Yeah. Yeah. No. Never mind. Speaking of Damian Williams, but he opted out. So. Yeah. Yeah. It. I mean, it just comes down to the number of drives each team has in this game. For me, you get one, two, three, three and outs on the Chiefs, and you capitalize where they didn't. You're in a really good spot. And you got to have that kill switch. You got to say, you got to really put their your foot on their throats and say, uh, no, you can't come back into this game. I mean, Texans last year had them down twenty four to zero at half. Like I, I feel like Andy Reid can do that sometimes. They kind of just like slip out of it, and they're like, all right, let's wake back up here. Come on, Patty. You know, let's get back in the game. Yeah. And then uh, Andy Reid has sort of a tendency to kind of let teams hang around in games. And Sean McDermott has had that tendency also sometimes go back to like, I, I, this is a different football team, obviously, than they were in week three. But against the Rams, they, we were up 28 to three. <laughs> yeah. Funny, funny coincidence. Uh, and we let him back in the game. We ended up driving down to win the game. But I mean, you can't, you can't get in those situations against the Chiefs because they're, they they know what it takes takes to win a game. They know what it takes. They they've won in different ways. So have we, but um Yeah. yeah I mean I think the Bills can do it, dude. Like last week the Brown the Browns got the possessions they needed. It's just the Browns screwed up. Um Rashad Higgins fumbled out of the end zone and then that last drive they had was so bad, especially the way they were playing. The, like, I'm sorry, but the Browns lost because they couldn't win a game. I think the Bills and Browns are similar. The Bills can definitely get those possessions that the Browns got as well last week. Yeah. But I think the Bills are a lot more ready to capitalize on those drives that they get. So I, I think I think they can do it. 
let me just say, if Patrick Mahomes played like he did last week pre-injury, the Bills are 100% going to win this game. Like, without a doubt in my mind. Like, he wasn't... Like, like he, he wasn't at that level that he's sometimes at, you know, where he's just insane. But, yeah, I think I think he was playing good. Yeah. And I think you need to be better than good to beat this team, this Bills team. Yeah. I mean, but, I don't even know what to think of Patrick Mahomes. He hasn't played a full game since week 16, and then he just got banged up in against the Browns. So That's true. I mean, I know. He washed. Yeah, I know washed, people are talking. Oh, well. Yeah, I know people are talking about him like not even playing at all, but like, like is Chad Henning gonna step in? Like, yeah. let's not forget that you know, nerve pinching. Like, I I don't know what that is, but it just sounds messed up. You know, it's it could be a real problem for him. <laughs> like he he could just step out there and just not be himself. Yeah, and you're like, whoa, what happened there? And it's like he was injured. Like he yeah. barely like like he didn't practice two out of the. Like he didn't practice for some of the week because he was like not feeling so great. But um, all right, let's just nail down some uh, some predictions right here. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'll go first. Uh, give me the Bills. I'm gonna take the Bills, and it's gonna be another close game. But you know, I think it's gonna. I think it's us by a touchdown. Uh, whatever score it is, uh, let's. I'll just put a number on it. Like, let's go like hmm, 28, 21, only touchdowns, no field goals. Uh, I think that there's going to be some, uh, here, here's another prediction of mine. There is at least two turnovers in the game. Yeah. I like that. Yeah. I also like the no field goals because Harrison Bucker has been playing not in like not like himself lately. So I actually like yep. that. Yeah, I think there's going to be a call for maybe some rain. Maybe mm-hmm. I don't know, but um, yeah, Tyler Bass mixed, missed a lot of his field goals. I know it was windy, but he did miss, and uh, I don't think it'll be off a miss though. Like I just think that that's they're just going to score on the tr- chances that they get, and it's not going to be a field goal. It's either going to be a touchdown or a punt. Yeah, um, for me, just to make things not as similar, I'll just go Chiefs win by three thirty eight thirty one twenty eight. If there's rain, it's going to be it's not going to go or on the over side of things, but I'm, I'm rooting for the bills, man. I don't really like the chiefs and I think they, they have all the, they have all the, the keys to win this game. Yeah. yeah. I mean, if you're, if you're betting also the value is definitely in the bills minus three, mm-hmm. because I really do think this game is going to be close. I know I, I called it by a touchdown for the bills, but, um, touchdown is just one score you know so i I think it can be really close to like points wise uh bills minus three definitely a value i don't think the chiefs are going to be able to cover this game i mean as i read off it they were like oh eight and one in their last nine games uncovering so uh definitely definitely taking the bills to cover um yeah so that's going to do it for our championship previews uh 
I I definitely want Bills Buccaneers in the Super Bowl. Oh yeah. I was talking about I was talking about how the Bills had Brady had the Bills numbers for 20 years. They he owned the AFC East. This is kind of like I think if we beat him, I think he'll retire. <laughs> like I I I I know it sounds crazy but like I think at that point he's got to like tip his cap and just say you know what? They beat me in the Super Bowl, big stage. I was, I had them for twenty years, but you know, I I know he'll probably be like, I don't know. Tom Brady just seems like a classy kind of guy to me, and I feel like that's how he he'd phrase it. You know, he'd just say, "Yeah, they beat me fair and square," and you know, I had them for twenty years, and yeah, it's it's just yeah. You know, I, I maybe maybe he'll come back. Maybe that'll fuel him to come back. That's also mm-hmm. just as likely, but. uh yeah, I definitely want that in the Super Bowl. Yeah, like the last time Mahomes and Brady played, Mahomes beat him, and they're like, oh, it's a passing of the torch from Mahomes to Brady. You know, maybe it's a passing of the torch of Brady to Josh Allen. I Maybe. Maybe. He kind of crowns him as the, as the chief of the AFC East, you mm-hmm. know, the beast in the East. Um, beast in the East. Yeah, man, but wow, I'm just <laughs> – I'm pumped. I'm so pumped. Oh my gosh. But yeah, this is, this is absolutely wild. I mean, win or lose, I'm just excited for the game. I'm just excited to be there. I mean, no one expected the bills to be like they are now, now, you know, I mean, maybe some bills fans like in my heart of hearts, Josh Allen was my MVP, no matter what this season, but he's almost been the NFL MVP. So I'm I'm just so happy with how everything's going. I'm happy as a Bills fan. I mean, I'm having people walk up to me. I'm wearing like Bills stuff or whatever, and they're asking me about it. Like like I'm they know me as like the only Bills fan that they know. It's yeah. like it's like yeah, how's it going? You know, you, you big game this weekend. I'm like yeah, huge game. Like yeah. like I've been watching every single one of them this season. You know, it's yeah, like, but. Yeah, it's it's really cool. Yeah, for sure. All right, got anything else? No, man. All right, we are going to come back to you with a different type of trash or cash. Stay tuned to figure out what we're going to talk about. there's been a lot of hiring of NFL head coaches. And as I said in the last section, we're kind of doing a different type of trash or cash. Normally it would be about teams. Uh, now that that's now that all the playoffs are kind of said and done, um, we're going to talk about some of these coaching hires. So yeah. let's start from the top of the list. Jacksonville Jaguars hire urban Meyer trash or cash. Uh, I'll let you go first. All right. This is going to shock some people, but I'm going to say trash. Now, it's really mixed for me. The thing is, Urban Meyer is old. And what a lot of teams are doing now is they're hiring a guy in their 30s, their 40s, and those guys are energetic, and they really bring something to the team. Urban Meyer had a quote where he was like, oh, I'm not going to be running around on the field anymore. Like, those days are done, you know? And I feel like I mean, real quick to be fair, like 
mm-hmm. Andy Reid is not moving up and down the sidelines. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's true. But Andy Reid and Bill Belichick, the, those coaches are like really different um, than, yeah, yeah, than I, any I other. Like I'm, I'm, I'm not ready to like right now to put Urban Meyer in that category of like Pete Carroll, no. Bill Belichick, right? You, you got to yeah. see him. So as of right now, I'm a little bit skeptical. The only thing I, well, you're probably going to talk about this, so I'm going to let you go ahead. I don't want to steal any lines that you have, so go ahead. Um, probably what you're going to talk about is that he is a college coach, and for that reason, I'm going to go trash. I mean, kind of look at how all of, like, the college coaching hires went. I I mean, like, you look at them, like, for me, it's Cliff Kingsbury. Like, I think he's an awful coach, Texas Tech. I mean, he coached Patrick Mahomes, and he did come from college. Uh, Chip Kelly, uh, Harbaugh, what, what was his name? Michigan's head coach. Now I forget his yeah. name. What's his uh, first name? Jim John, John's yeah, Jim. Sorry, Jim and John. Uh, yeah, Jim Harbaugh. I mean, he did coach the 49ers to the Super Bowl, but he eventually got fired. Uh, mm-hmm. And then th- there's other examples too. Uh, some worked out. Uh, Pete Carroll definitely mm-hmm. worked out. Uh, think about Nick Saban on the Dolphins. So I think it can work out. I just don't think it's very likely. I mean. Bill's offensive coordinator, Brian Dable, he came from Alabama, yeah, mm-hmm. Alabama offensive coordinator. He ended up being great in the NFL, but I think hiring in the NFL is definitely the way to go. So right now I'm going to say trash until I see otherwise. So I think it's kind of a boomer bust hire. It's definitely a flashy hire. Oh, yeah. It's uh, definitely boomer bust, definitely flashy. The only thing that I like about this is that they have the number one pick and they're going to draft a quarterback. And yeah. I think for a young guy coming out of college to have a coach that completely understands where you're coming from, like, yo, we're both coming from the same boat here, right? Mm-hmm. Let's do this together. Yeah. It could work really well, right? And I think yeah. the Jaguars should draft Justin Fields because there's already that chemistry there. That's a really bold take because I see everyone saying, oh, they're going to take Trevor Lawrence. But mm-hmm. why not take a chance, roll the dice on Justin Fields because – He's going to be with the coach. with your coach. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. There's no need for introductions. It's just straight to work. Yeah. Justin Fields does have Trevor Lawrence's number, too. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, all right. Well, we, we're kind of in agreement there. Huge boomer bust hire. I, we both personally think it's trash. Mm-hmm. Um, New York Jets hire Robert Sala. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'll go first here. Yeah, Robert Sala is definitely a cash hire for me. Uh, I'm a huge fan of hiring defensive coordinators. Whatever he wants to do nowadays is hire offensive coordinators, offensive minds. They want that scoring NFL offense. And I think there's a certain sort of, uh, you know, there's a certain appeal that obviously, I mean, look at some of the best coaches, Andy Reid, Pete Carroll, offensive coach. But Right? Wasn't wasn't Pete Carroll uh, like yeah, offensive mind? Offensive, yeah, yeah, definitely. Um, but I think that a defensive coordinator and also special teams coordinators are extremely good at team building. So offensive coordinators can definitely scheme up uh, offenses for the offense, but uh, as far as like making them cohesively work together. 
I think that that's definitely much more of a defensive trait, like playing team defense. You never hear like anyone saying playing team offense because it's kind of like it's a it's a unary sort of thing. Like someone has the football in their hands one at a time. You know what I mean? Yeah. And they're exactly. the ones who's kind of responsible for making a play. Like, uh, I I think that as a unit, as a team unit, like defenses play better. So. On that general principle, I like this hire. I also think, I mean, just look at what he did with the 49ers this year. Look at how many injuries he had and look at what he put together on defense. Incredible job from him. Uh, and it's also a breath of fresh air from Adam Gase. Um, yeah, for sure. Absolute dumpster fire. Yeah. So what do you think? I mean, I don't really know what the Jets' future looks like, whether they'll keep Sam Darnold or whatever, but the, the Jets' defense was definitely – better than their offense you know Brian Poole played a lot better this year CJ Mosley I think if the Jets are smart they should re-sign some some guys some veterans to lead the team and Robert Sala will do well in that system that's or in that environment that's already there and I think definitely I, I don't give it right away right like it happened with Brian Flores with Miami don't give it don't don't expect the Jets to all of a sudden become like a playoff team give it a couple years and you might get there it's got to be rebuilt uh i see robert Saleh as kind of like a a sean mcdermott type you know he'll he'll rebuild he's the type who can rebuild the franchise if you let him every single Um, afc coach is like that because i know they're all defensive minded i saw that on your story the other day but yeah. they all didn't right away like take over the the league by storm. Brian Flores, it took him, you know, a whole year to rebuild. Sean McDermott with the Bills until they got Josh Allen, you know. They weren't the team that they are now. And Bill Belichick had like two years in New England before, you know, they became the great dynasty that they were. So yeah. give it time and he's gonna cook up an amazing soup in New York. <laughs> Yeah, let, let's hope he doesn't. I hope that the Jets just absolutely don't let him do his thing because I actually do think that's a great hire by the Jets. Uh, Atlanta Falcons hire Arthur Smith, offensive coordinator for the Titans. Uh, you go ahead. I'm going to say cash because, look, the offense – is kind of theirs, you know, they're, they're old, but young. They have Calvin Ridley. I think they should draft a running back in this draft. If they keep Matt Ryan, which I think as, as much as people are speculating that Matt Ryan's going to leave, I, th- I think they're going to keep him. Julio Jones, they should definitely start to, you know, lead him out the door because I, I think he's past his prime. But as much as we were just talking about how offensive coordinators aren't really that good, I think Arthur Smith is coming from an offense that is kind of similar to the Falcons, you know, but I think, I think for the Falcons, they really need to work on that defense. That's what they've been doing the last few years. I think they just need to continue building that. And it could, it could fare really well, especially since the saints are really headed down a a downward slope in these next few years. I think it's time if the Falcons are smart to kind of, you know, take, take their place in the, NFC South. Yeah, and uh, I think you and I are both on the same brainwave. Uh, I'm also going to say cash. Uh, once again, I was just talking about how uh, defensive coordinators are better for team building. 
I don't think that's what the Falcons are looking to do with this hire. I think what they're looking for this guy to do is is to come in, take the pieces that he has already, yeah, and make a push because Dan Quinn was not going to do that. His whole entire style is just like Marvin Lewis. It's just don't lose the game, and that's why they are absolute choke artists. It's like he couldn't get out of that mentality and they kept choking and choking and that's why he got fired. Um, Arthur Smith uh, and the Titans are able to just put on a kill shot. They're able to drive and win games. That's, that's what they're able to do. And that's what I think of the Titans offense as just putting kill shots into people, you know, how many times do you see Derrick Henry just go off for a huge run to win the game? How many times do you see AJ Brown just doing something insane for the Titans to just win the game? Mm-hmm. I think that he's going to give that sort of mentality to the organization. And I think that he's going to be able to make a push with the pieces that he has right now. This reminds me of when the Packers fired Mike McCarthy and uh, hired Matt LaFleur. Aaron Rodgers is obviously a better quarterback. But don't be surprised if you see the Falcons next year, divisional round team, you know, I think that they can be that. And uh, this hire kind of shows that, um, what's his name? Arthur Blank still has that, uh, still has that um, drive to win a Super Bowl. He's still salty about 2016. I mean, Matt Ryan's only five years removed from his MVP campaign. Like he's won an MVP. You you have the pieces, so yeah. yeah. Just make it that shows that they're they're ready to win now. And yeah, not they're they're not. It's not. It's different from these other coaching hires where it'll pan out well in a couple of years. Like this is kind of a present day hire. Like let's get it done now. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Moving on. Los Angeles Chargers hire Brandon Staley. I'll start with this one. Mm-hmm. Um. I know I volunteered to start, but I really don't know my thoughts on this one. All right. Uh, I can start I, if you want. <laughs> I'm, I'm, all right, you go ahead. Want to go. Right. Go ahead. I think this is trash just because I don't really know how it's going to work out. Because he was the Rams D coordinator for one year, but how much is it his coaching or how much is it how much is it just like the pure talent on that team is like he has Aaron Donald, Jalen Ramsey, right? That linebacking core is really good with like Samson, Abby cam and uh, no Robert Quinn's not on their team anymore. Um, but you know, that defense was already complete when he got there and you know, I don't, I'm not really sold on like, all right, this guy's a great coach, you know, Mm-hmm. And he kind of came out of nowhere for me. Um, but also, I mean, he is young. Like, I do like, you know, the young coaching hire and all that. And I do think the Chargers are similar to the Falcons where, you know, they they have the pieces there to kind of become a playoff team immediately. But I don't know if Brandon Staley really is the right guy for that kind of championship drive. Yeah. I hear you. And in that sense, um, I'm going to also say trash because, yeah, we were talking about how great defensive coordinators are, but this guy's only been a defensive coordinator one year, like you just said. And for the main point that 
I thought they were going to hire the Bills OC, Brian Dable. Yeah. Uh, I mean, it just seemed like a match made in heaven. Uh, I think that people were saying that the GM and him went to the same high school and like they know each other. They're both from the Buffalo area. Um, They have Justin Herbert there already in place. And just seeing what uh, he did with Josh Allen in the Bills, like – it's it's incredible that they didn't hire him, in my opinion. So everyone kind of thought he was a shoo-in for that job, but instead they hired this guy. I mean, give me all the Brian Dable I can get. I love the guy. He designed an amazing offense for the Bills. Um, so, yeah, I just think that – yeah, I, I, I think that they could have done better. Mm-hmm. And, yeah, I just – I don't know what the I don't know what this hire kind of was in my opinion. Yeah. It, it was I wouldn't be very excited if I were the Chargers. Yeah, there's a hiring uh, that we we're probably going to talk about next. That's really similar, but like flipped, like with me and you, I guess, in the yeah. sense where it's like match made in heaven, but like it turned out well for us, you know. Yeah. I mean, there's two here. Yeah. Uh, Let's see. Are you talking about the Lions? No, no, no. That one we should right. save it to the end. I have some great thoughts about that, I think. That one is – all right. Anyways, uh, the Eagles are expected yep. to hire Nick Sirianni. Mm-hmm. Um, what are your thoughts? Well, I think it's trash in very similar fashion as Brandon Staley. But the thing is Josh McDaniels was the front runner for that job. And he's staying in New England now, which I'm happy with, right? And I was really worried he would leave. But this guy, I guess, had a good interview. And I guess the CEO uh, really liked him. That that, that was the sense I was getting with Nick Sierrani. Kind of, again, with Brandon Staley. Came out of nowhere. Um, Apparently, he was, like, with the Chiefs, but before Andy Reid. So, don't try to get that in your brain like oh he's from like you know the Andy Reid coaching tree which is like really good like no he's kind of been bouncing around hasn't really found his place yet and again I don't know how his coaching style is um the Colts offense I guess was really heavy on the run game and well it was actually really balanced offense but then again they they do have a lot of weapons very similar to Brandon Staley actually because they do yeah. have, you know, good players on that Colts offense, at least last year. So, I don't know. The Eagles are kind of in a mess right now with their quarterback situation, and I don't really know if this guy's the best hire they could have done. So, for me, this hire is so confusing because I, I think it just came out today, right? So, yeah. it just came out, like, a few hours ago. Colts offensive coordinator Frank Reich was the coordinator for that Super Bowl run the um, Eagles had he got hired as the Colts head coach and then this guy is an offensive coordinator under Frank Reich so it's kind of like a Frank Reich clone Mm -hmm. and they're bringing him back to be the head coach so it's like do you want to keep Carson Wentz around to be your starting quarterback? Is this where this is trending? Yeah. Cause like, I totally thought they were going to get rid of him. Like, I, I mean, 
Philip Rivers is retired. I mean, at this point, like Carson Wentz is getting fitted for a Colts uniform, in my opinion. But now this guy comes around and it's like, yeah. are you going to keep him? Because like, I think you got to move on Jalen Hurts if I'm the I'm the, I'm the Eagles. I mean, they they've showed you, he's showed you enough. But uh, I'm going to say trash for this reason, just on the pure fact that I'm just confused like i don't know what is going on but yeah i think that's yeah. what it is because they apparently fired uh doug peterson because he wanted jalen hurst to be the starter moving on and the ceo's like no i want carson so they fired him and i think maybe this guy nick really wants i, I guess he's pro wentz and the thing with Josh McDaniels is he just had a whole year with Cam Newton and he redesigned a whole offense based on a mobile quarterback. So I feel like in his interview, he probably said something implying like, oh, I kind of want Jalen Hurst to start because I just designed this offense for a mobile quarterback and I get to use it with a young guy. So that actually makes some, like, makes some sense of why Josh McDaniels wasn't hired as the Eagles next head coach. Yeah, yeah, I, I hear you, but um, we both agree this is a trash hire. Now, yeah, oh, yeah, yeah. All right, this hire here <laughs> holds a special place in my heart. The Detroit Lions hired Dan Campbell, tight ends coach, slash assistant head coach for the Saints. What are you doing? What is this? I love what this hire. Qual- what qualifications does this man have to be a head coach? <laughs> Zero. You, you, you've done it again, Lions. I mean, this is like, like everyone talks about how perennially bad the Browns are, but I mean, the last time you won a playoff game, nineteen ninety one. Before that, nineteen fifty seven. What? is wrong with you people this there this is there's so many things wrong with this organization i mean if i'm a lions fan i i'm absolutely just banging my head against a wall i'm like yo like how could you do this like tight ends coach tight ends coach like like there's so eric Bieniemy is still not hired and you hired dan campbell instead like like this clown instead of I mean, like, it's just, it just baffles me. It baffles me. I I really don't understand this. I love this hire. It was my favorite hire out of all of them because apparently this guy was like, he played in the NFL. He he like retired like six years ago too, right? I've never heard of this guy. What type of player? Like, yeah. I think it was like D-end or something. Maybe tight end. No. So he's like, he's like Mike Rabel. Yeah, super energetic guy. Like he had his press conference today and he was like and and I think the atmosphere he brings is really good for this team cuz he's like Okay. Like I know we suck, um but like you know, I'm going to make the identity of the team like our city. Like kind of like you know, you were talking about how Buffalo is like kind of the only thing you guys have is the Bills and you guys kind of associated the city with the team. That's what he's trying to do in Detroit. And he was like, the, the attitude we're bringing, we're going to like bite off people's kneecaps. Like that's what he was saying in his press conference. This guy's like, he's like Rob, if Rob Gronkowski was a little bit smarter and a head coach, but like an angry Rob Gronkowski, he's going to be such a meme. Like, like you'd like him. I feel like you'd like Uh, him. I I actually, the thing is, I've never heard of this guy. Yeah. But like, now that you say that, I'm intrigued. Like, yeah. I want to see. I want to see what this guy does. Yeah, I feel no. like 
I feel like he's going to like need to hire like some sort of like he's going to need some sort of intern just to like keep him from throwing like the red flag every every single time. Oh, play. yeah. Like, yeah. He's, he's just going to be screaming and like I mean, I I think that this is that's definitely a breath of air from Matt Patricia, who literally just <laughs> like I, I see him Doesn't and he talk. embod he yeah. just embodies the, the Detroit Lions for, for yeah. me. He's yeah. just like so boring and like I, I sad. Mean, yeah, so that's probably that's probably what the see that's probably what the owners saw in this guy. They were like, Yeah, the old guy was not anything close to what this guy is gonna be like. Yeah. I mean, I I hope I hope that he just gets them fired up. And I hope they get a really good GM. And like, I don't think this guy probably see now he's an assistant head coach. Mm -hmm. Like, I don't know how excitable Sean Payton is, but like, I'm sure the only job this guy had (laughs) was to just hype up the locker room. Oh yeah, dude, probably no. And everybody was saying like, this team is either going to be an absolute train wreck, like Owen 16, just complete bust, or they're winning the Super Bowl. Like there's no middle. It's like, this guy's either leading them to the, the, the Super Bowl or he's like going to have like the worst season because he has no idea what he's doing, you know? Okay, for entertainment purposes, this is one hundred percent cash for me then. Yeah. Because like now, now, now you've now you've piqued my interest. I actually want to see what this guy is is like. Yeah. Like, like honestly, if you're the Lions, what do you have to lose? Like exactly, you, exactly. Just, just you know, now now that I hear this, like spice it up a bit. You know, just hire some dude who's absolutely nuts as your yeah. head coach, and just like, literally, like, like. I don't know uh, if y'all have ever seen the movie with like Keanu Reeves. I forget what it was. It was like the replaceable replaceables or something like that. Where, like mm-hmm. they got a whole bunch of backups. Like there was this one guy who was like a SWAT team member, and like <laughs> the, the head coach just walked up and he said, "You see the ball?" Yeah, and like the guy's just going nuts. He's like, "Yeah, yeah I see it, I see it." And he's like, mm, "All right, get that ball. I want that ball." He's like, I'm, gonna, "I'm gonna go get you that ball." And, like, he's just going yeah. absolutely crazy. Like I. I bet that's what you want to see. I mean, yeah. I, I mean, yeah. I see, bro. Like, I saw Sean McDermott mic'd up. He goes nuts on the sideline. It's actually mm-hmm. so funny. But yeah, I mean, yeah. Mm-hmm. I, I'd say this is cash. Yeah. All right. Yeah. You got anything else to say? No, man. All right. Um. I think that's going to do it for us this episode. Uh, we've been talking for a while, but maybe a bit of a longer episode, but there's a lot of stuff going on and we w- went over it all. Uh, we, yeah, I'm, I'm so excited for championship weekend. Uh, all these head coaching hires are so interesting for me, uh, especially considering the fact that none of the bills guys got hired and we're in the AFC championship. So that's an absolute positive for me. Um, mm-hmm. You got anything to say? Um, just on the retirement note, shout out to Philip Rivers, one of my favorite players. Sad oh to gosh, see him yeah. leave. I it's- love that guy. I yeah. I I was listening to like NFL films on him, like Mike Dub. Yeah, it's the most entertaining thing I've ever heard in my entire life. Like, go listen. Yeah. I I think if you, <laughs> I think if you have been on like Instagram at all and follow any NFL accounts. I'm sure you've heard it, but it's, it's just, it's just so entertaining to see this guy, the competitive drive he had and like, yeah, 
definitely one of my favorite players ever. Yeah. But. I'm sad he didn't win win a Super Bowl, but you know, he's definitely going to be in the Hall of Fame and what a great career he had. Yeah, I mean, put him in the Hall really. I I I kind of saw one more thing before we end it all. Uh I kind of saw like already just after his retirement statement was released like is Philip River a Hall of Famer like like just appreciate his career before you start asking questions like that you yeah. know what I mean mm-hmm. it's like it's like doesn't matter if he's a Hall of Famer like he's a Hall of Famer in everyone's hearts like it, it's just I don't know it just seems like Seems like you're you're a bit too quick to figure stuff like that out. Like, don't worry about it. He literally has like three years before he's even eligible. So, yeah. But then you can talk about it. But right now, just to look back on his career and appreciate it. But. Yeah. Out of those three quarterbacks in that draft class, he's kind of the one guy who stayed relevant and has always played the same way. It wasn't like oh. He's, it's like, oh, yeah, he sucks. But it's like, yeah, but he's been playing like this for like seven years. Not like Ben Roethlisberger, like played really well and then just stopped. Or Eli Manning, you know, who kind of had those last few depressing years. Like Philip Rivers it's brought so, his team to the playoffs. It's you know? so unfortunate that Philip Rivers got drafted by the Giants and Eli Manning was drafted by the Chargers. And then yeah. they switched. And Philip Rivers supposedly got the better team with LaDainian Tomlinson and that absolutely star-studded offense yeah and eli manning went on to win two super bowls like it's just it just kind of upsets me i mean props to eli but philip i i I like philip better but yeah yeah, Mm -hmm. it is what it is um great career same to drew Brees. uh congratulations on your career he did win a super bowl um incredible career with the saints it it just kind of disappoints me again <laughs> yeah. yeah i hate to talk about so much disappointment but they didn't have any sort of defense around him ever like he was that offense and you could have had two or three super bowls for him at least yeah if you were confident on defense but um what are you gonna do so all right yeah. that's gonna do it for us this episode thank you all for tuning in We will talk to you later.